Welcome to the Flourish Podcast. Thank you for joining us for this episode as we learn, grow, and flourish together as a community of women. Hi, this is Penny. I just want to say from Keith and myself that we hope you're well and healthy and that you have a precious time with your family this holiday season. I wanted to take a break from our regular podcast and share a couple of traditions that make Christmas special for me. Each year, I try to take one day and I go off by myself for several hours, sometimes for you know a large part of the day or an evening. And what I've done the last several years, probably four or five years, is I drive to our former home. You've heard me share about that on different podcasts where we lived in a little town called Ligonier. And I drive there and park at the top of the hill there that has a beautiful view. The home is now owned by some dear friends of ours, so they're gracious enough to allow me to do that. And I park at the top of that same hill that I walked up for, what, 16, 17 years while we lived there. Then I used to spend time with the Lord there a lot. And I bring my young Messiah on, and I turn it on Bluetooth, and I just take time to remember the whole idea of why we even have Christmas. I sing along with that CD, and I sing songs like, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders. And comfort ye my people, and say to them that their warfare is accomplished, their iniquity is pardoned. And I really try to take this to heart and remember the reason for the season and actually remember Jesus and who he is in my life and what he's done for me. And that's just become an important part of, of Christmas time for me. It just helps keep things in perspective. And then as far as our family, oh, about seven or eight years ago, we started a tradition within our family. I think tradition is important in families. It provides something solid and consistent in a world where everything seems to be kind of shifting and uncertain. And so we've tried to establish some traditions within our family. I had a beloved aunt who was actually a cousin, but I always called her an aunt. She was my mom's age, and she was actually my mom's best friend. And she also had eight children like myself. Her name is Maxine. I loved her dearly. And um, she and her family chose Christmas Eve together every year with all the kids, the sons and daughters-in-laws, the grandkids, and whoever they married. And when you got married into the family, you kind of had to agree to come. It was part of the contract. And they took time to remember how much they loved each other. In spite of their differences, in spite of different ideas or opinions, they came together as part of the heritage that they shared. They didn't just gather, but they celebrated their faith and their family. It wasn't just a time just to have some meals or open a gift or whatever. I loved that they always put together a program that included the grandkids. Sometimes they would do a little song with bells, ringing of bells, or sing something. And they would read from the Bible story, from the Bible, the story of Christmas. Sometimes they would have each person share a little part of that story. They ate together, they shared gifts, and they remembered that God made them a family for a reason. A couple years ago, I had the 
very sad but very honored position of speaking at Maxine's funeral as well as her husband Paul's funeral. And it was a distinct honor. And I talked about how they had made Christ the cornerstone of their home. And what an honor it was to watch their family and to watch them hold fast to that and to remember who they were in this crazy world that can be so devoid of those qualities. That impacted my life very, very deeply. And again, even just the fact that they gather together every Christmas Eve for at least 40 years to be together and to remember and to honor those relationships they had together really meant a lot to me. So I chose to follow suit. And on Christmas Eve, we gather in our home to remember. Remember that God made us a family for a reason. To remember that even though there are differences in our beliefs, even in our worldviews with some of us, we are called by God to be a family and to love one another and to live a life that honors Him. So we come together every year on Christmas Eve, early in the evening, Our grandchildren will do special songs. Last year, this was great. Three-year-old Jack and Penelope sang uh, Lauren Daigle's Noel, Noel. It was precious. They had a little microphone, a pretend microphone, and they passed it back and forth, and it was just precious. And Elliot and Addie and Libby, they sang Deck the Halls together. And um, my older grandkids, uh, Seth, Joel, Mariah, Elena, they have sang together many years. And our grandsons pretty much opt out of performing. They're not into that. But it's just precious. The grandkids participate. We share the Christmas story. Sometimes we'll sing a carol or two. And then just like Maxine's family did, we will light a candle and share something we're grateful for. And then we pass that light to the next person, and then they share something that they're grateful for. Um Oftentimes there are tears and it's it's a it's a wonderful moment between us all. And again, it just brings us back to the fact that God put us together as a family for a reason, for a purpose. And even when things are difficult and even when Christmas isn't ideal, we're still a family. And then we end with our daughter-in-law Jenna who has a beautiful voice and she sings O Holy Night. Now, I intend to keep this tradition. There may be times when family members may not be able to be there, but I always want to remember who we are and that Jesus is the source of everything good in our family and in our life. Are we a perfect Hallmark movie family? No, not at all. We have significant challenges and even relational heartaches at times. But I will always be believing for God's favor, his involvement in our midst, for his love to prevail in the good times and in the bad. And when people maybe lose interest, I'll I'll be pestering them. I'll be pursuing them to stay the course because families are a gift and they're called by God for distinct purposes. So may I encourage you during this holiday season to love courageously, even in spite of trouble or turmoil, or even discouragement that you might be dealing with right now. Don't lose courage or hope in God's ability to to do miracles in your family. Remember why you got married in the first place and why you had those kids. Choose to love in tangible ways, not necessarily with gifts, but in ways that people sense and feel and, and understand. 
Let your family know that they're precious to you. Find ways to show that. And your friends as well. You know, I I usually every year make special opportunities to have friends come and be here with me as well. I'll I'll do like a, a Christmas tea or a luncheon or something and just pamper them and fuss over them. I get out good china and I let them know how valuable they are to me. And those are just little tiny things that we can do to share the love of God over Christmas season. I'm going to end with 1 Peter 4.8, which is the same verse that Keith and I used about when we talked about our marriage. Above all, love each other deeply, because love covers a multitude of sin. Thank God for that. Thank God that His love has covered my sin and my failures. And thank God that when we choose love over frustration or anger or hurt, it can cover a multitude of sin and really bring healing and hope to people. So Merry Christmas and much love to you all. Thanks for listening to The Flourish Podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode and share it with your friends. For more information about Flourish, our annual conference, or to join our community of women, visit nrpflourish.com. See you next time.